0: If you can turn with me in God's word to Hosea chapter 14. Hosea chapter 14. Hosea chapter 14. If you do need a Bible, uh, let me know. We can get that uh, to you if anybody does need one. But if you if you go to basically the book of Daniel, maybe that'll help you. Uh, go to Daniel. It will be the next book after Daniel. So maybe that helps or not. I don't know. Maybe you've got it there already. But Hosea chapter 14, just for the next number of weeks, just taking a wee break from Philippians as we're going through different services. But Hosea chapter 14, take time to read this chapter together. Hosea chapter 14. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words, and turn to the Lord, and say unto him, Take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously, so we will render the cows off our lips. Asher shall not save us, we will not ride upon horses, neither will we say any more to the work of our hands, Ye are our gods, for in thee the fatherless findeth mercy. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For mine anger is turned away from him. I will be as the Jew unto Israel. He shall grow as the lily and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread and his beauty shall be as the olive tree and his smell as Lebanon. They that dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the fine. The scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, What have I to do any more with idols? I have heard him and observed him. I am like a green fir tree. From me is thy fruit found. Who is wise? And he shall understand these things. Prudent, And he shall know them, for the ways of the Lord are right, and the just shall walk in them, but the transgressors shall fall therein. Amen. We know the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word. Let us unite together in prayer with God's word open before us and pray that God will have a word for each and every one. Our Heavenly Father, we look to thee, O God, for thy help. We confess, Lord, without thee we can do nothing. Therefore, Lord, I pray thou wilt stand beside me, fill me with the Holy Ghost and with power. Lord, minister to each and every one, even on the seat, and apply thy word with power. May thy word have free course and be glorified. Lord, it is our desire, as we've just sang, for that closer walk with thee. We, O God, hate the sins that made thee mourn. And, Father, that has driven us, From thyself, Lord, we pray, for thy hand to be upon us just now. Restore unto us the joy of salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The words of Hosea's prophecy was given by the Lord to the nation of Israel to call his own people back into fellowship with himself. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. The word iniquity means rebellion, waywardness, to turn away, to go astray. It's also translated by the word guilt, mischief, and to be at fault. And therefore the language reveals that the Lord's people were guilty of forsaking the Lord, ignoring fellowship with God, and having fallen by their iniquities, their rebellion, their own ways, by worshipping, by serving their many idols. They trusted in other things. They depended upon other things except the Lord. In their backslidden condition, sin was openly pursued, accommodated, and tolerated. The Lord's own people should have been living in blessing. And I want you to understand that. As a child of God, you should be living in blessing. The Lord's people should have been living in blessing. But through sin, through their iniquitous ways, they lived in trouble, affliction and experienced setback. This was backsliding, a departure from the Lord, willfully going their own way to live and their own way to worship. Therefore, backsliding among God's people is very common, and the effects are walk with God. It would have to be right to say this. Most Christians, now not all, but most Christians, most of the time, remain or stay in a backslidden state. And let me remind you of this. The moment a person, a believer, stops to read their Bible and stops to pray, backsliding has already begun. You see, we view backsliding as someone who's just committed a big sin. They're backslidden. But the moment you stop reading your Bible, the moment you stop praying, the moment you stop uh, start to neglect God's house, backsliding has already begun. As a result of neglect, there then is a buildup of sin, the coldness of heart, and it manifests itself By not rejoicing in the Lord and having a complaining spirit. Furthermore, Satan, who is the accuser and resister of God's people, often attacks the Lord's people, planting seeds of doubt and despair. Hath God said, The devil wants a Christian to remain in a backslidden state. And in one of the ways the devil deceives God's people, is to cause them to think that everyone else is backslidden except them. Everyone else is the problem except me. That brother, that sister needs revived except me. The Lord needs to deal with that person except me. And therefore, for that reason, Hosea's words immediately reveal what the Lord has said. The Lord calling his people those who were backslidden to return on to him those who had fallen by their iniquity he would restore he would pardon when they came back to him and therefore what infinite what amazing grace there is in him the lord would not call a people to return if it were if he was not willing to receive them and therefore you can take it from a promise from God that as the word comes to you this day to return on to him, there's a word for you, O backsliding one. He's willing and able to receive you this day, but his message to you is, return on to me, for you have fallen by your iniquity and he will heal your backsliding. And so today the Lord would have us all, even myself, consider our ways and return on to the Lord. We talk today about up and down the land, about preachers who stand in pulpits, and we say there's people up and down this land who stand in pulpits and they're not even saved. And that is true, but equally true as well. There are preachers in the pulpit today up and down the land that are backslidden. And there there are certainly people in the pews who are backslidden. And there the question comes to our heart this day. Are you backsliding? Are you a backslider? Have you gotten away from the Lord? And may this be a challenge to our hearts. Notice the call for their return. The Lord calls his people through his prophet. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. And always remember this. Here is a word to the people through the messenger. This is the Lord's word. Hosea, deliver this word to my people. O Israel. Return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Who said I fallen by mine iniquity? It is the Lord's message that you have done, and it's the Lord's message uh, through Hosea. And so the very fact the Lord told Hosea to give this message, confirmed and proved that the people had gone away, and they were in this back. Slidden state. One thing about backsliding is this. People don't want to admit they're backslidden. And that's the whole point. Look at those words. Thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. The Hebrew word for fallen, as you have before you in the word of God, means to become feeble. Means to become weak. Means to stumble. Thou hast stumbled. Become weak. Because of thine iniquity. In other words, because of sin, they had lost power with God. You do not read your Bible, you will lose power with God. You do not pray, you will lose power with God. You do not attend the house of God and be fed by the word of God. You will become weak, you will stumble, you will uh, make shipwreck, you will become feeble. Because that's what the word means. Thou hast fallen. You've become weak, spiritually weak, because, or or by thine iniquity, because you're going your own way. Because you're following this rebellious route, your sin has left you weak and feeble. You're not strong in prayers you used to be. There's not strong in your seal as you used to be. Not strong in your desire for evangelism as you used to be. Not strong in getting to God's house as you used to be. But because you've gone your own way, done your own thing, the Lord says to God's people, Thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. You have become weak due to your rebellion. And therefore, that is the lesson to God's own people. Because notice this here in Hosea chapter 1, verse 2. For the land, and that word land in this verse in Hebrew refers to the people. For the land hath committed Great whoredom. Now notice, departing from the Lord. This is God's own message to God's own people. Can God's own people depart from the Lord? Can I go through a whole day, a whole week without reading my Bible? You answer the question. Can I go through a whole day, a whole week without praying? Answer the question, do you? Do I? They've departed from the Lord. Again, chapter 13, verse 2. And now they sin more and more. This is God's own people. And have made them molten images of their silver and idols, according to their own understanding. And the work of the craftsman, they say of them, let the men that sacrifice kiss the calves. Remember, an idol is not, we have in our mind, well, an idol is just this big statue that I bow down to. And therefore we claim, well, if I'm not bowing down to some statue, then I'm not involved in idol worship. But an idol is anything you worship more than the Lord. You desire more than the Lord. That is what an idol is. It's stolen your heart from the Lord. You're more focused upon spending time with that. Uh, it's your become your first love. That's what an idol actually is. And so the people had made their own idols. Notice Hosea 14 verse 3. This is after they've returned. Usher shall not save us. We will not ride upon horses. Now notice neither will we say any more to the work of our hands. Ye are our gods. And so they were trusting in all these different things for strength, for provision. And So if we apply this to our own heart today, there is the continual danger of backsliding from the Lord, having the desire to leave our first love, to have our hearts stolen away by the pursuits, the idolatrous worship of our own day, whatever it may be, whatever the object is that's become the focus, the desire, the attention of your life, it has left you spiritually weak. The reason why you don't desire to read your Bible or desire to pray or get to the house of God is because something else has taken priority. And that is the reason why. It's become an idol. And that is evidenced as it was in Hosea's day. They had fallen. They had become spiritually weak. Again, whatever and whoever causes you to put the Lord aside must be repented of and forsaken. Otherwise, There is no blessing because these verses teach the Lord's desire and the Lord's delight is to bless His people. Always remember that. God's delight is to bless His people, but He will not bless them while they live in sin. They will not be a channel of blessing if they constantly trifle with sin. So notice the words, he then says in first one of Hosea 14, return on to the Lord. How gracious is that? You think of everything we've said about their idols, their worship. They've departed from the Lord and yet the call comes. Hosea, tell my people, return on to me. What a word for you this week. You have not maybe prayed all week. who have not read your Bible all week. Your heart's been cold as ice against the Lord all week no desire. Maybe you've come today just for the sake of coming to God's house, but there's no real seal, no real fire in your soul. You're just going through the motions. And yet the Lord says to you, return on to me. How gracious, how good is the Lord? Other people would say to you, Do you know what? If you're not interested, just stay at home. Never waste your time. But yet the Lord says to you, "Return unto me." Again, verse two, turn to the Lord. Verse eight, Ephraim shall say, "What have I to do any more with idols?" And so, I'm bringing all these verses together. Returning to the Lord involves repentance, turning from those idols to return to the Lord, and as I said, that idol may be, uh, could be anything. There's nothing wrong with reading books. Nothing wrong with reading magazines. But if you can read pages and pages and pages and articles and articles of articles about everything under the sun but cannot read the Bible, then even that can become an idol. Or whatever it may be, nothing wrong with playing games and sports or whatever it may be, or computer games and things, whatever, I don't know. But if you can play hours and hours and hours at these things, but can't spend time, the Bible, then those things have become an idol. So how gracious is the Lord. Return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquities. You have become spiritually weak, spiritually powerless by thine waywardness, by going your own way, by your rebellion. Is there one today? Is that you? Having fallen by your iniquity, you've gotten away from the Lord. It's left you spiritually weak, spiritually drained, spiritually powerless. The Lord knows. And that's why you have the message, return on to me. Return to your first love. Return to him that loved you and gave himself for you. Return to his word, hearing his voice, seeking him in prayer. The call to return. Notice secondly, the confession in their return. Return having identified that they had lost out with God because of their iniquities, their rebellion, their waywardness, going their own way, they must learn then to turn to the Lord by confession. And here's how good the Lord is. Because the Lord tells Hosea, tell them what they must do. Oh yes, they've fallen by their iniquity, but Hosea, tell them what they must do now. Notice the words, verse 2, take With you words, and turn to the Lord, and say unto him, Take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously. Hosea did not say, and God's message was not, Hosea, try to make themselves feel better. Just try to do more to work up something. No, the message was they must make a confession. They must confess their sin. They must agree with me about their sin that they have fallen by their iniquity that they have gotten away with me. I know it. I've said it to them but now they must acknowledge it as well. I have left the Lord. I've departed from the Lord. Take, say on to him Take away all iniquity. In other words, you are to say the same thing about your sin as God does. You are to agree with God. Because remember what we said at the start, one of the signs of backsliding is is the denial. And I've spoken to many backsliders, and it's amazing, people who used to teach Sunday school, people who used to be in high positions said, have fallen into sin, backslidden. And you would speak to them, who are not even attending church. And yet they would say, well, I'm not backslidden. These people here, they're they're, they're, they're the ones, that's why I don't go anymore. The Lord says, take with you words. Not, let's try to work up something here. Take with you words. And say, take away all iniquity. And that's what's taught, isn't it, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. John teaching God's people, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, before you try to get ahead of me and say, well, hold on, preacher, I haven't sinned. Well, a couple of verses before it says, if we say we have no sin, we make him a liar. And so here's the whole point. If we confess our sin, in other words, we have sinned and we must acknowledge that sin. The Lord's brought it before us. You have sinned. And so this word confess, if we confess our sins, that word confess, it's the same word means to agree, to say the same thing. It's actually a word where you get the word confessions from. We have confession of faith. It's actually where that word comes from means to say the same thing, to agree. You are agreeing with God about your sin, that it's caused a departure, it's caused spiritual weakness in your life, that you're not as strong or in fire for God as you once were. Don't try and cover it up. Don't try and excuse it. Don't try and put it on to someone else. Well, I don't read my Bible because someone has upset me. Don't try and put it on someone else. If we confess our sin, if I say the same thing about my sin as God does, it hinders fellowship, it ruins fellowship, it makes me spiritually weak if I confess that. Lord, I've been doing this, I'm involved in this, and it's left me spiritually weak, a barren in my soul. You think of the day when you first got saved, as we sung the hymn, the day I first saw the Lord, where is that soul refreshing few. I was on fire for God. The Bible was a book I just couldn't put down. I loved to speak to God in prayer because I was saying mighty answers. I flocked to the house of God week by week. When God's word was, or when God's house was open, I was there at the house of God. But now, But now, there's a weakness. doesn't really matter. Therefore, confess. Say, take away all iniquity. Take away all rebellion. All waywardness. Not my will, but his be done. Because that's what iniquity means. As we said, waywardness. It's going your own way. I will live my Christian life the way I want to live it. And that's waywardness. That's rebellion against the Lord. So this confession is to come before him and say, take away all iniquity. Forgive me of my sin. And he will receive us. Notice 1 John 1 verse 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. And you know that word "cleanseth." We mention it many times. It means to. It's in the present tense, so it continually cleanses. The blood of Christ continually cleanses us from all sin. So you could read it: uh, the blood. You could read it: uh, the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, continually cleanses, continually cleanses, continually cleanses from all sin, continually cleanses from all sin, continually cleanses from all sin. Or, keeps on cleansing, keeps on cleansing, keeps on cleansing, keeps on cleansing. Because that's what it means. The blood continually cleanses from sin. You pray, take with you words, take away iniquity. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. Because his blood continually cleanses from all sin throughout the whole day. Why is that? How can that be? Well, Revelation 5 verse 6, there's a few of Christ in heaven. As there stood a lamb as it had been slain. And the word slain means newly slain lamb. And it refers to the continual benefit and the application of Christ's precious blood as applied to the soul for cleansing. That's why uh, you can have your sin continually cleansed, believer, Because there stood a lamb as it had been slain, a newly slain lamb. The efficacy, the continual cleansing in the precious blood. The blood will never lose its power. It refers to all the benefits of Christ's death. It will never lose its power. Again, sinner, why can you be saved today? How can you have your sin forgiven? Because the blood continually cleanses, continually forgives, even today. The blood's not gone out of date. The blood has not lost its power. There's still life-giving, life-saving power in the precious blood of Christ to deal with your sin, your rebellion. If not, there would be no hope for anyone. But there's hope for you in the gospel this day. You who are headed by sin. You who are oppressed by sin. You've fallen by your iniquity. You who are headed to a lost eternity. There's hope for you today. Why? Because there stood in heaven as a lamb, a newly slain lamb. The precious blood continually flows. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You see, did you notice the word Hosea was told to tell them? Take away all iniquity. Notice what John said. His blood cleanses from all sin. Christ's blood deals with all our sin. And sinner today, if you come for salvation, he deals with all your sin. Now you may have a whole big list. And you may have stuff that no one ever knows. And, That's so. But if Christ only took away some of your sins, if his blood only took away some of your sins or cleansed some of your sins, you would still be lost. He must take away all sin. All or nothing. And therefore, here's a word, Hosea. Take away all iniquity. And that's what the Lord does. He takes away all sin. There's no sin which the blood of Christ cannot cleanse. And there's no sinner which the blood of Christ is not able to save. He's come to save his people from their sin. And he will make his people willing in the day of his power. Christ died to pay the debt of all the sin of all his people. And he was raised from the dead to confirm that the work on earth was accepted. And now he appears in the presence of God to make intercession for his people. That's why in heaven they can sing, Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Therefore, O backsliding one, the message for you is, Come, return unto him. And when you return to him, say, as Hosea said, as the Lord said, Say unto him, Take away all iniquity. Lord, forgive me for My sin, take away my rebellion, and he will do it. What a word for a new day! What a word for another start off the week! My shameful sin, my secret sin, can be taken away this day by the Saviour. It's never God's will for his people to continue or remain in a backslidden state. Rather, his will for you is to return unto him. Enjoy fellowship with him. Grow in grace and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Notice thirdly, the confidence for their return. Why as a backslider can you return? Because his anger is turned away. His wrath has been satisfied. He said, I will heal. I will love. He will, uh, notice there, First, for I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. And that word freely means without a cause. There's nothing in you. There's no reason in you. It's all in him. He's the one who cleanses. He's the one who draws you back to himself. He will love them freely. The God of love goes forth to backsliders. Those that have no thought after him. Those who are following their, their own way, their waywardness. And he calls them to return. Maybe you think. You would say. Because of my sin. God has forsaken me. He's forgotten me. He's cast me away. He remains silent to me. He's had enough. Oh times I've been backslidden before. And I've come back to him. And now I find myself in the same situation. Going over the same ground. I've sinned too much. I've repeated the same sins. Maybe you're feeling that way today. What's the point in reading his word? He won't speak to me. What's the point in praying? He won't listen. What's the point in coming to church? I would just feel like a hypocrite. Well, here's the great confidence. The Lord says, return on to me. Tell me you've fallen by your iniquity. My anger is turned away. And I will heal your backsliding. I will love you freely. What a word from the Lord. It all starts with Him, it all rests upon Him. Again, Zephaniah said to the Lord's people who were backslidden in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 5 The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will rejoice over thee, uh, he will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. The phrase he will rest in his love in the Hebrew means he will be silent in his love. Means when the one who has come and taken words and say take away all iniquity that's what he does and he remains silent in his love. He doesn't bring their sin back before them again. That's the confidence. It's in the person and gospel ministry of the Savior. And therefore, there's nothing you can do, Christian, that will cause God to love you any more than he already does. And there's nothing you can do that will cause him to love you any less because he is unchanging. His love for you is eternal, infinite, and unchanging He loves you with a love that will not let you go. And therefore, in that love, he says to you, erring one, backsliding one, return on to me. Thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. You have become weak, spiritually weak, because of your waywardness. But if you take with you words, and you say, take away all my iniquity, all my rebellion, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. Mine anger is turned away from them because the anger was placed upon a substitute, the Lord Jesus Christ, in their place. And therefore that means for you unsaved one, God's anger abideth upon you. Do you realize that? God's anger rests upon the ungodly. And if you don't take with you words, And make that confession to the Lord to take away your sin. You will face the wrath of God in hell for all eternity. And therefore you must come and turn to the Lord. Notice briefly, finally, the comfort in their return. Verse 5, I will be as the Jew on to Israel. The Jew in scripture is used as a symbol of blessing. That is received from the Lord. God's truth or God's doctrine, if you remember, was symbolized by the Jew uh, as Moses spoke of blessing. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 2. My doctrine shall drop as the rain, my speech shall distill as the dew, as a small rain upon the tender herb, and as showers upon the grass. Again, Genesis 27 28. God give thee the dew of heaven. And so it signifies blessing. That's uh, notified here by the words, I will be as the Jew unto Israel. for 7, they shall grow as the fine. It speaks about them spreading forth, flourishing. And the point is this. In sin, you're left spiritually weak. But when you are returned to the Lord restored, then you are that tree planted by the rivers of living water. You flourish You grow. You enjoy blessing. And therefore, the only way to enjoy blessing again, the only way to flourish in the Christian life, to flourish in your prayer life, to flourish in your Bible reading, to flourish when you come to God's house, is to return on to the Lord. And he will bless you. And you will grow in grace. Is there one here today. Backslider. That needs to return to the Lord. Oh I invite you to pray to him now. And say Lord. Restore unto me the joy. Of salvation. Thank you Lord for the reminder today. That I have left my first love. Lord. I am coming with these words. Receive me graciously. Because of Christ. Christ and take away all mine iniquity, and he will restore you to himself. Unsaved one today, you must realize that you are lost in sin, and you must return to the Lord, your creator. You must return to the one who is the saviour of sinners. You must come to him this day and ask him to save your soul, to Uh, to do a work in your life that only he can do to change your life. For his own honor and his own glory, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.